Welcome to Kingdom Talks, where we engage leaders, teachers, creative artists, and everyday people in conversations that awaken listeners to new revelations of the Kingdom Age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome everybody to Kingdom Talks. I'm here with Michelle Seidler and Berlin Newby, co-host. Thank you, Berlin, for being on. And Michelle, thank you for coming on here. So appreciate you. I know we did a little, uh, 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 we, we had a, a one-time scheduled and I think you got, got sick or ill and weren't able to come on and we're disappointed that we couldn't get you on then, but uh, we have you on now. And so we're glad that you're here with us. So um, thank you for having me. Yeah, and uh, Berlin, anything that we need to um, share before we jump right in here? Well, you know, I just want to recognize our audience. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for watching. We so appreciate you. And, um, you know, if you want to share this, we we appreciate you sharing and liking and subscribing or whatever button there is to push that would support us, push it. Push it to support us, to support us, not the angry button. (laughs) <laughs> no angry buttons. <laughs> well, we're going to have a good show here because uh, I've heard uh, about uh, Michelle from a good friend of mine, Ron Hart, who uh, connected us. So I just wanted to... Oh, is that how you guys connected? Ron is my prayer partner. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So Michelle, why don't you go ahead and share with us your story? Because, you know, a lot of times I'll ask the question, how did you come out of the out of the church age into this next age of things that we're, we're walking in? But with you, it's like, how did you come out of apparently the occult and into where you're at now? Tell, tell us a little bit about your background, what your story is. Yeah, thanks. Uh, quite a journey. Um, I grew up a gifted child, so I knew things, I saw things, I experienced angels, I experienced demons, and uh, my, my mother was a psychiatrist. Wow. Not in the church in any way, um, so you can imagine how that went. Uh, <laughs> do you see things? Yes. Do you hear voices? Yes. So wow. I spent, yeah, I spent most of my teenage years in and out of mental institutions. Wow. Huh. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, in the book. Psychic to Prophet. <laughs> yeah, hold that up high. Hold that up high. You're going to talk about that in a little bit, or actually you're going to share some of the story. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah, that's, I mean, that's in the book. Yeah, but, okay. Um, so in locked facilities most of the time on medication, um, when I was 16, of course, I'm going to go through this really quickly, but when I was 16, I... Um, was in, they put me in an unlocked facility and I ran away in the middle of the night. Hmm. And a really interesting story, it was here in Winter Park, Florida. And I, my ankle had swelled because I was walking so long. It was maybe three o'clock in the morning. And I looked up and saw a billboard that said, run away, need help, call this 800 number. So I called the 800 number and sat down on the bench and this white van came and picked me up and took me to a place now known as the House of Hope. The uh, founder, Sarah Trollinger, and 
back then, this was early 80s, she, uh, this was the first home she ever had. Now she's got them all over the country and hmm. basically for runaway teenagers. Wow. And, you know, three in the morning, she took me into her office and told me about Jesus. And it was very real for me. I repeated the prayer. I was weeping. I felt the presence of God. And she called my mom and told my mom, you know, your daughter's not crazy. She's gifted. Yeah. And my yeah. mom believed her. My mom believed her. Um, but she couldn't, Sarah couldn't keep me there in the house because she was at capacity. And I left with my mom that night. And God bless my mom. She just was doing the best that she could with what she knew. Yeah. But she actually, the next few days, <clears throat> took me to a witch town um, in near Orlando. And um, it's a town where there's mediums, psychics, new age healers. I mean, they have bookstores, restaurants. It's a town where people live. Wow. And wow. they get many guests and visitors from all over the world. Well, she brought me into this town and I thought, oh my goodness, these are my people. Hmm. hmm. I, is that town the still there? I'm just curious. Yes. Wow. And still functioning in the same way. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. And you know, the enemy always, the lie was always, I was crazy. Yeah. You know? So when I saw people who were like me, it kind of settled that lie. I was like, oh, I, there are other people like me. And the first lady I met there kind of took me under her wing. And uh, several years later, I am full force working as a clairvoyant, um, which also I, I did in person as well as um, over the phone, as we talked about. Um, mm -hmm. And this is what I did for many years. I excelled quickly. I, in a few years in, I was the youngest among the group, but I was also teaching classes, speaking at conferences, new age conferences, and did this for several years into my early 20s. And, but never really satisfied. It's interesting because I came in thinking, these are my people but then never felt these are my people, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't do some of the things they would do and just sort of felt a little bit different even in that realm. And I was always searching, always, you know, looking for truth. I always loved truth because for me, there was always deception. I didn't know that at the time. I wouldn't say that at the time. Yeah. Um, but fast forward um, a few years and I was speaking at an event and after the event I had a little booth where I would do readings for people and this man approached me and he said you know you're really gifted and I lead this secret group um, I'd love for you to be a part of it. I think you have a lot to offer. And for me, it was mystery, you know, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. it was the, Ooh, something new, something, you know, that I could learn. Yeah. And I, um, started attending these groups and come to find out they were Kabbalah meetings. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, for those who don't know, Kabbalah is Jewish mysticism. mysticism. Yeah. And we would study out of the Bible, but we also learned the deeper things of magic and how to move things and matter and, you know, just different things like that. And, and it really taught you what God is versus the who. It was, it really leaves out person and relationship and, um, you know, it's a lot of science, really, yeah. to be honest. And I, I, you know, we have a lot of friends that, uh, you know, study Kabbalah and I, and I, you know, we have a lot of friends that are in new age and so forth. And, and the thing that I, I always look at and, and it just kind of hurts my heart is those who are involved in any of that stuff. And, you know, again, it's not the stuff itself because the stuff itself is something that, um, you know, I believe the father created. It's just been twisted. Yes. Um, exactly. And the biggest thing that they're missing is that personal relationship, is the intimacy. Exactly. And without the intimacy, it's, it's just like the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It's like, I don't yeah. believe God's intention was ever to keep us from understanding good and evil, but he wanted it done in relationship so that he could, you know, teach us and, you know, in wisdom, show us how it works versus us going out there and discovering it and, and blowing ourselves up, you know, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I exactly. have a question. While you were while you were practicing this and involved in these groups, did you feel like there were other people um, who were having the the disconnect or you know feelings like you were? As far as I feel like these are my people but they're not quite my people do you think that there were others that were having that or did you did you feel totally alone, alone like you were the only one yeah i would say not that i remember i i don't remember ever and to be honest i don't even know that i was consciously aware that i was feeling that way i was but i wasn't uh, you yeah. know you just kind of go through the motions and you i mean i look back now and like oh yeah that was clearly what was going on yeah. Um, you know, but um, it wasn't something I was thinking about, you know, okay. on an ongoing basis. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, you know, in that, really in that realm, I mean, there's so much drugs and depression. And I mean, everybody was having a lot of issues, um, dark issues. So it was, you know, um, tapped into the wrong source. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah. there's a price that. to pay for the power. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, for me, um, with this man, I started to feel like um, at night, I felt like he, he, I shouldn't say it felt like, I knew he was visiting me in the night. Astro projecting? Yes. Yeah. And um, I didn't like what I was feeling. I mean, I, I felt like he was trying to take from me, like trying to steal something from me. And it bothered me. And so I was just thinking to myself, I wonder if he's a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. that was, it was that simple for me. I wonder if he's a bad guy. Yeah. And I heard a voice uh, saying to me, ask him about Jesus. And I knew that that voice, this was my theology. I knew that voice was telling me that if he said anything bad about Jesus, he was bad. Mm. It was that simple. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I just trusted. And so I went to the next meeting and I said, well, what about Jesus? Because we're reading the Bible. And of course we were in the old Testament. We, we weren't in the new Testament. Mm -hmm. And he said, Jesus never existed. He said, <laughs> I said, well, what about the new Testament? And he said, these are stories and examples for us to live by. And I knew I just trusted that voice. Yeah. So yeah. I stood up in the meeting and I said, you're a liar. I said, my voice is my gift. <laughs> so I've learned to temper some things, but back then I did not know how to do that. <laughs> that said a few choice words and told everybody in the meeting that they should leave, that he was a liar. And the minute I walked out of the meeting, I had 104 fever. Whoa. And huh. got home and had marks coming on my body. If I ever thought there was a time I was crazy, it was then. Hmm. And locked myself in my closet for days. Um, there was just a war over my soul going on. Wow. And were you living at home at the time? When you I had my own apartment. I had my oh, own had apartment. Okay. So you were not with your mom. Okay. No, no. I was um, early 20s, but I had a daughter. Huh. I had a daughter at the time who would have been six years old at this point. Um, wow. Yeah. So it was just her and I. Wow. Okay, but that has a whole new dynamic through you feeling crazy and locking yourself in a closet if you've got yes. a six-year-old daughter. Wow. Okay, yeah. continue. Yeah, definitely. We talk about it all the time, uh, how she experienced things that I went through. Um, and when I say lock myself in my closet, I, I, I was in and out of my closet, but it was like the only place like where I would go that I felt like I mean, I felt like I was losing my mind, basically. Mm. Yeah. And um, and I cried out to God. And I said, if you're real, come and help me. And immediately, um, I started saying things out of my mouth that bypassed my understanding. Mm. For example, my mom always told us growing up that Satan wasn't real. So... I had no grid for evil, really, um, or Satan. It it wasn't part of my thinking, mm -hmm. which probably made me very susceptible to deception, you yeah. know, and not knowing the difference. And but out of my mouth, I started renouncing the devil. I said, Satan, I hate you. I don't want to have anything to do. I mean, it was just coming out of my my mouth. Mm. And after I did that for some time, um, I literally saw a dove come down and enter in, it entered into me hmm. and things, other things started to come out of my mouth that I didn't have understanding for. I was prophesying basically. Um, I was talking about love, forgiveness. Um, basically those two things were the primary topics and I was writing them down and um, I, I got up and opened my front door I'll never forget and there's a lot more to the story but I the colors were brighter 
Yeah. You know, everything looked different and I felt lighter and I was a brand new person. And, and, um, I heard that voice again, that voice <laughs> I now know is Holy spirit. Yeah. Um, gave me a list of things to, to do. One of them was I needed to turn myself in. I had a warrant out for my arrest. Um, and went to jail for 30 days, but he gave me a vision. And he, uh, in this vision, I saw myself walking down the street and he said, I want you to go there. So I did, went out of my apartment, walked down the street, went into a bookstore, went to the back of the bookstore to a certain shelf and grabbed the book and it was a Bible. <laughs> and when I got home, the things that were written in the Bible were the things that I had, uh, that were coming out of my mouth that I had written. Yeah. And I knew it, he was saying to me, I'm the God of this Bible, follow me. And that started a whole new, I mean, I went cold turkey. I completely burned everything I had. Um, it, I tell people that I fell in love with the spirit of truth. Yeah, yeah. Because my life up until that point was full of so much deception and confusion and which realm is real you know for me that was my world which is yeah. real and when truth came i fell in love with truth and so for me it was nothing to just throw away my life and everything that i had and walk away wow. and so that was the turning point for me wow what year you know, was this uh, this would have been 1997. Wow. wow. You know, and it's, it, it is challenging uh, because there is a spiritual realm. We, we know that there is a spiritual realm and we know that heaven is real. And in, in, in our movement and what we're looking at is helping people realize and step into the heavenly realm, which we believe Yeshua was the one who who opened that up for us to begin stepping into. I mean, he himself was going to see what his father was doing all the time and then, you know, coming back into the earth to uh, to to release yeah. that. And that we're supposed to be doing that. So that heavenly, that spiritual realm is absolutely real. But when you are operating in it without Yeshua as the door, as the way, exactly. and through the veil, man, you're opening yourself up to a whole bunch of stuff that, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, it will absolutely take advantage of you. Yes. Uh, that's yeah. Yeah. So you're you're a prime example of that being you know having stepped into it uh, because it, it, there is power there. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. My heart's my heart is one where I, I want to be able to uh, and the Lord has not released me. I keep saying this. I've said it many times on the show, but uh, He's not released me to do this. But I would love to be able to just have the opportunity to step into you know a psychic shop or a new age shop and begin to engage with the people there and yeah. i could do it on a on a relationship basis but again i probably wouldn't even do that unless the the lord released me to do that um but to just share with them that they're hey there's another way there's a better yeah. way <laughs> you can do a lot of the stuff you're doing but there's a better way you need yeah. to do it through the door through yeshua because he is the one that will give you access it's it's kind of like back to the tower of babel they were trying to do their own access and they did it they were doing it but that's why you know father shut it down you know because yeah. it wasn't through him 
Yeah, exactly. That always leads me to think, okay, so how open would those people be for you to come in and say, you know, I see you're operating in power, but you're doing it the wrong way. You know, might um, might not approach it that way. Well, I understand. I understand. You wouldn't use my language. I'm a little correct. But, but I'm just saying, Michelle, if someone would have come to you and said, you know, there's a better way, would you have been open to that? Or would the people around you have been open to that? Good question. Good question. You know, it's interesting. I, I think about different circumstances that I, I found myself in before that day, before that happened to me. I, for example, I was dating a guy um, who had a strong Christian family and ended up living with him for a short amount of time. And his mom was just freaking out over me and what I did, rightly so. Yeah. But I remember her coming over. He was a paramedic, and so he worked 24-hour shifts. And I remember her coming over one day to sit down with me. And she said, so do you believe your gift is from God? And I said, yes. I mean, you know, where else would it come from? I don't know. What do you say? And um, and she asked me these questions, and I thought it was interesting, but she never told me anything. She never appealed to me. She never, you know, and I think about different things like that, and um, no one really, I, I don't know if I would have been open. I think I would have because I was searching. Mm. And yet, you know, I think it was God's way. Um, like Moses grew up in Pharaoh's house and learned the ways of the magicians. And mm-hmm. that was the plan that God had for Moses at yeah. the time. Yeah. And I feel very similar with my journey. I think he wanted me to yeah. walk the way that I walked. Absolutely. I mean, Psalm 139, 16 says we all have a scroll. There's a book written about us. And so uh, there is a journey. And, and we are starting to look at our journeys to, to understand that God has everybody in a place for a purpose in order to, you know, redeem and to learn to love. You know, we, we all learn to love, but we're also in, in our goodness or in our, you know, nastiness, whatever it would be. We're teaching other people to love or not to love. Exactly. And we all have a choice. Yeah. So it's all, yeah. to me, part of the plan, yet obviously Father's heart is that everybody would be saved. You know? Yeah. So it's 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 interesting when we start looking at things with a different pair of glasses on that our life is not, you know, a total disaster. Yeah. It is about how we respond to the things that we've gone through. And yeah. it's important to understand. Well, that. and it's interesting like in the prophetic I teach people a lot about journey and mm-hmm. understanding where people are at in the journey so we don't assume. Yeah. And we don't I always say don't prophesy Joseph out of the pit. Don't prophesy Jesus off the cross. That's so good. Peter tried to do that, and look how well that went over. Right. (laughs) So Good point. Understanding understanding journey is important, and I I feel like even when I'm talking to people, I'm asking the question, I'm being sensitive, where are they on their journey, God? What are you doing? How are you working in their field? I don't want to just think that I have to go harvest everything all the time. Right, Um, right. But I will tell a story. Um, This was when I was in Kansas City. I lived in Kansas City for 10 years. And I woke up one morning and the Lord said to me, um, I want you to go here. And it's a long story, so I'll tell you the short version. 
And it was actually to a shop where one of the most well-known witches in the city worked. She had a shop there and she did a bunch of different stuff there. Um, health stuff and readings and all this. And he said, I want you to go down and meet her. And I was like, oh boy. Okay, here we go. And I did, I went down there, went in, in uh, into her shop and oh my gosh, I could barely breathe at first. And just from the spiritual atmosphere. Yeah. And, um, and I'm you know, only because the Lord told me to, I submitted myself to something that she did there. And she said, I, she, I forgot how she worded it, but she said, um, you're, you're really sensitive. You know, you, uh, you're a seer, you know, or something like that. And I said, yeah, well, I used to do that, but this is what I do now. And it opened the door for me to tell her about my testimony. I then got to prophesy over her some things that were going on in her life. <coughs> Excuse me. And her heart opened up to me. Wow. Asking me questions about the spirit realm. By the end of the hour and a half that I had with her, she was asking me to lead her to the Lord. Wow. Wow. I wow. said no. <coughs> I actually said no to her. Mm -hmm. And I said, let me go get a Bible you know, and you need to know what you're, what you're doing. And I had several meetings with her at the end of it. She did end up giving her life to the Lord, left everything she was doing, shut down the shop. So I've had things like that happen, but it's been just directed completely by the Lord. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Yeah. No, I know, love that. I love it. I, when you just said that she shut down her shop, I was just thinking, what would wouldn't that be cool if you could just flip the shop over like right. you could still have you know you wouldn't be you wouldn't be doing tarot or whatever you, destiny like readings you would, you would exactly <laughs> destiny yeah. readings you would still do your health stuff but you would cleanse exactly. everything you know you would the any paraphernalia you would change it out to be oh, wouldn't yeah. that yeah. be cool if it just totally oh yeah over? absolutely that, yeah, that would have been cool you know i've had some people on the show one of them uh from australia where uh she's a christian and she totally looks like a psychic she dresses she's like so a psychic cool. everything yeah. about her looks like a psychic her little tents that she sets up are like a psychic and yeah. she's got her people trained. And when they sit down with somebody at one of their shows, you know, because they'll do tent meetings like at uh, <clears> Burning <throat> Man, not, but they don't have Burning Man over there. But all these new age, they're received into the new age communities. But when they sit yeah. down, the first thing that they will tell people <coughs> is, uh, you know, just letting you know that I'm going to be engaging with Yeshua and I'm going to share with you what he's saying about you. And then they go. Yeah, and they don't true, use yeah. Christianese. They don't use yeah, any right. of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, Hey there. Thank you for joining Kingdom Talks. We are taking a short break to share with you the life-changing online course called Ultimate Impact. Gil and Adina do an amazing job taking the complicated and making it simple and applicable for your life. Ecclesia groups are using this course to shift their thinking into the next age paradigm. Yeshua spoke of power, authority, love, and oneness that we have yet to walk in. So if you're ready to deconstruct limiting beliefs in order to step into what Father is doing now, this course is for you. Sign up today at KingdomTalksMedia.com under the Courses tab. 
Now, back to the show. I, I love that. Again, we need to be redeeming and or restoring things back into the kingdom that belong to Amen. the kingdom and not be afraid of what the enemy's doing with it. Because if we're afraid exactly. of what the enemy's doing with it, then we just are releasing and relegating that power to the enemy when it belongs to the kingdom. Amen. Yeah, exactly. So I, I would have always loved to go back and do something like that. Like, that's my personality. Like, let me go back in and do it. And for me, God has used it. So yeah. I would love to have my little shop and have my stuff set up. For me, though, it's, um, and some people may be called to do that. For me, God has specifically called me to the church. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is every one of us need to follow what we're called to do. That's why I keep saying yeah. I would like to do that, but I'm, Father's exactly. not opened up the door for me to do it. So I'm not going to until he opens yeah. up that door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Michelle, what what is it though right now? Because you're going around, you're doing some conferences, and you're sharing. Uh, what's what's the message on your heart that you're sharing with people when you go different places? Or what would you like to share with our audience right now? Um, I would say one of the primary things, which actually relates a little bit to my story, for me, you know, after that happened to me, fast forward six years. I was the girl in the back of the church, like feeling the presence of God, dancing, you know, I would fall out in the spirit with no one laying hands on me. I mean, that was me. I love the presence of God. You and, people are weird. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> and I, um, but I had this calling, this hunger for more. And I went on a fast, um, and this was six years or so after I got saved. And I was on a fast and I was reading my Bible and I came across Matthew 7. And it's really interesting when you say the door because that actually was what was on my heart coming into this broadcast today. I was hearing, he is the door, he is the way, yes. he is the door, he is yes. the way. And, um, and for me, I'm reading Matthew 7 and it's where basically where Jesus is saying, you know, they're coming before him and they're saying, we cast out demons in your name. We heal the sick in your name. We yep. prophesied in your name. 21 23. Yes. And mm -hmm. he says, depart from me. I never knew you. Mm -hmm. wow. And those words stood out to me. And that to know is such an intimate phrase. It's as a man knows a woman. Mm -hmm. And the truth was, revealing my heart and I was mm -hmm. honest in that moment I said you know I said a prayer and I believe in Jesus I believe he died for my sins um, and I you know love God but if I'm honest with myself I can't really say that I know Jesus or that I'm in love with him yeah I feel his presence I go to church, I read my Bible, I love God, but this person of Jesus, I couldn't say I really, I believed in him, but I didn't know him. And it rocked my heart. I, I said, God, whatever you have to do, do it in my life. I need to be in love with this man. I need to know him. And um, that started me on a whole nother journey of, um, years and years, which a lot of that is in the book, 
which really brought me into my calling. But I feel like when I say a lot of I'm called to the church, I feel like we don't understand what that relationship with Jesus looks like or what it means. Oh, we, yeah. Uh, it's, um, you know, we talk about the new age and people being lost, and I feel like there's more lost people in the church than there are outside of the church. And my primary message uh, is this relationship with Jesus for the church, yeah. this intimacy with him. The classes I teach, uh, the conferences I do are all to bring people into encountering him. And I work with a lot of leaders um, through a lot of my ministry, uh, leaders in all realms. Mm-hmm. Pastors, CEOs, business owners, finance. I'm I'm dealing working with politicians in Ukraine right now, you know, and and I'm explaining to them what does it look like to build with Jesus? How do I follow him and how do I build with him? What does intimacy actually look like? Yeah. And we don't really know him. And that is the primary message on my heart is that we need to intimately know him. First, people need to be told this is actually available. Yeah. You, you, yeah. I can sit in your presence. I can be in a room with you and feel your presence and enjoy your presence and not know you at all. Right. And I feel like that's a lot of what the church is doing. And when you talk about the supernatural <clears throat> and entering into the supernatural realm, it's through him. Right through intimacy with him. Yes. And, and a lot of people don't know that. That is so, so true. And, you know, the, the, the interesting thing, because we're kind of on this topic, is, um, you know, the church as a whole actually operates more so in magic words than, yes. than um, you know, than the people that they're condemning. Uh, and, and I don't mean to condemn the church. That's not what I'm, I'm meaning. But, but when we talk about the sinner's prayer, where someone can just say these magic words yes. and be saved. It's like, exactly. no, that's not what it's about. I don't even have people say that anymore. I yep. say, would you like to meet Yeshua? Yeah, exactly. And then we go through an encounter and it's like, yes. you know, I here's, you know, meet Yeshua. Now let him speak to you and then begin to develop a relationship because that's what will save you, not magic yes. words. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and to be told what actually it looks like to follow him. Yeah. Because I talk to so many people who are disillusioned and you know, they think I'm gonna come to Jesus and it's all about me. It's all about what I get out of it. You know, I, yep. I talk a lot about this bridal paradigm and you know, the marriage what marriage looks like. I mean, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and died and gave himself up for her. Marriage is a prophetic picture of Christ in the church. Yeah. And that is our definition of what it looks like to have intimacy with him. And when you come into a marriage relationship, you, you know, imagine this and you make it all about you. It's not going to go <laughs> over very well. You're not going to have a healthy relationship. Isn't and... it good that God is so patient with us, though? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we relate that way with him. We do. Yeah. And, yeah. and people don't, <clears throat> the true gospel of forgetting your life, laying down your life and following him mm-hmm. and, you know, making it about him because he makes it all about us. Right. Um, 
you know, a lot of people are disillusioned, I feel, in the church right now, that it's all about how I feel and um, what I can get and what I want. And, you know, it's no, God's not disappointed in us. Right. It's That's... part of the growth. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, well, and it's part. It's a the consumer mentality because yeah. that's how the culture trains us, right? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. every ad, every everything is all about me and what am yeah. I lacking and what do I need so that I can be okay or so I can fit in or you know, it's all about me. Well, exactly. and, and yet some people will misconstrue this, but at the same time, we're we're really at right now. My wife and I, and what we're teaching and really sharing and believing mm -hmm. is an extremely important part of this movement just where we're at you know the world is at is that we really do need to learn to understand how loved we are amen and that we would well, love true. ourselves yes. as he loves us exactly. because if we love ourselves as he loves us we are set free it really yeah. has an ability to set us free then to love and to love well and to love from the true place in our heart Rather yep. than this facade where, well, I'm going to love my neighbor like I love myself. Well, I don't love myself, so I'm going to have to do... You know, exactly. most people aren't even aware that they don't really love themselves. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if anybody who's suffered with depression can easily, usually look inside and see how much they possibly even just hate themselves. And it's yeah. like, that's not, that's not true. I mean, you know, yeah. God loves you unconditionally. If we could truly see that feel it, sense it, and you don't get that unless you spend time with him in intimacy, quiet time. I spend time with him all day long, but it's not the same as the time that I have when I get to close my door in my office and just have quiet time with him. That's where yeah. the, the intimacy really builds up, the health in that relationship yeah. builds up. Exactly, exactly. And I, I love, that's why I said God's not disappointed in us, because right. I love to use the analogy of like, you know, the natural, how the natural prophesies of the ways of God. Mm -hmm. And you think of when you come into the earth, you're a new create, you're a new creation, right? You're a brand new baby. What is your primary identity? I mean, your primary identity is one of a son or a daughter, and you can't do anything on your own. Mommy and daddy take care of you. And yeah. you become secure in that in the love of mommy and daddy. And that is your whole world, right? Yeah. And then you grow and you mature and you're, but the root is your confidence in the love of being a son or of a daughter. It, it makes you confident that you're loved, like you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. you know, you first have to be fed, spoon fed first, you know, from mommy, and then you can eat off a spoon or a fork. And then you learn to feed yourself, right? And then you, you know, we grow in maturity. But there comes a point in our journey, I'm talking about journey, where we leave our mother and our father's house and our identity, we're always a son and daughter, confident in that identity and that we're loved. But we take on a new identity. Yeah. And that's one of a bride. And you're no longer just functioning as a son or a daughter. You've come into this revelation that your life is now not your own. Your life is just as Jesus talked about marriage. Your body is not your own. Your life is not your own. You, you live for another. And it's this shift begins to happen where we take on a new identity as the church. This is where we're going. Mm -hmm. And so 
I don't feel like where God's disappointed because what good father is disappointed in his six-month-old baby who's not yet walking? A good father's not disappointed, but he's helping us right. to grow and get strong legs. And I feel as the church, we are in a place of um, where we need to, where we're growing. Yeah. Where it's not so much all about me and you know as a two-year-old says the world revolves around me but right well and i i love that because as you were saying it i was just getting some aha moments because if we're healthy in our own lives we start off totally dependent but then we mm -hmm. move to that independence but right. then if we're healthy we move into interdependence yeah. where there's a wholeness that right. we're living in well, the church exactly. has gone through a, you know, a dependence and, and right now I would say it's still in an independent state because it's like, well, here's my yes. doctrines and you guys over exactly. there, you guys over there, I'm right here. You know, each denomination is doing that. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's an, uh, uh, um, you know, it's in a, um, what's, what was the phrase I was just using? Dependence and, and independence. independence. It's in that independent state. Okay. But it needs to move, and yeah. I believe it is moving. I'm I'm having faith and believing yes. that it is moving into Amen. the interdependent state where it can learn to love one another. And it's always back to that thing of relationship comes first. It's all about love. It's not about how much yes. you know, because we will all believe differently. You know, yes. you know, the differences is what makes us a whole when we can be interdependent. So Amen. anyway, that's, I think that's good. That part of that interdependent also, we're learning how to co-work with God and yeah. learning how the spirit realm actually works, you it's know, meant how to work. he operates in the spirit realm. And as we learn that and we learn our power and our authority, I think that that's all part of that that interdependency because as as we didn't even know how the spirit realm works and so we just name it and claim it and that's all yes. we do and it's like well hold on you know it's not all about you right yep. so let's go up and see what the father has for us to exactly you get out and release that frequency yeah release what he's exactly. doing yeah exactly you know, there's just so many things converging in this time. It's like one of the most exciting times to be alive because, you know, just what we're talking about yeah. here, this is all happening, but you also add to it the Hebrew context and the Hebrew years, you know, where we just came out of the Ion decade where we would see yeah. what the Father's doing. Now we're into the Pay decade where we decree what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, right. So just, and, and then... You know, so here's something we haven't talked about, and and I I don't mean to freak you out, Michelle. If you're if you you know this may this may set off some triggers, uh, you know, because a lot of people that have come out of stuff, it's really hard when they hear us talk about stuff where we're stepping back in to redeem it. But there is a gospel in the stars, you know, and yeah, astrology absolutely. astrology absolutely. is the twisted version of it. But there's something awesome in the stars, yes. and there is a legitimate shift of ages taking place right now. Yes. And yes. uh, so it's just all this stuff. It's like a hundred percent. And so many people are waking up. They're waking up to this and, and they need people to, to point the way. And that's what our show is all about is helping point the way. And we're not telling people what they should believe or not believe. Because I'm also believing that we are also stepping into the age and the season where all will be taught of the Lord. But that yeah. takes that intimate relationship. Yes. So 
I'm trusting that people have an intimate relationship. And if you don't, then please spend more time with him. Spend more time with him in the heavenlies and just engage with him so that you have that intimate relationship because he will be the one to guide you into the truth that you need to walk in for your journey. Yeah, amen. And I agree with you 100% about everything in creation is prophesying. The stars are prophesying. God made them all. And I think the difference is, like for me, I did numerology, (laughs) astrology. I love, love that stuff. Yeah. And when I first came out of all of it, I was, I mean, I was, didn't want to have anything to do with any right, of it. Right, right. Yeah. I thought, and part of my story is for two years, I didn't have a vision. And because I, I threw the baby out with the bathwater, I thought all was evil. Totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. And when I had my first, when I had my first vision after all of that, I was devastated. I was repenting. God, I'm sorry. Like, take this out of me. You know, I mean, I wouldn't like candles. I went extreme. And then yep, yep. I, and I'm kind of like where you guys are now. It's like, no, I mean, I, I went through my stage of that, but God's created it all. He designed it all. And I think when you're in relationship with him, he speaks through those things versus using divination and trying to get information outside of him. And that's the difference. You know, this is so good because Michelle, obviously, um, uh, not obviously, but, uh, well, obviously we didn't know each other when we came on here. And as we're going through this, I love getting to know people live, but you never really know which way it's going to go. Because sometimes I have to be really careful not to share things that would trigger the other person. But uh, this is so fun because we're finding that we are on very, very similar paths. And and so it's a joy. This is a a joy. And, um, you know, but again, even if you hadn't been on the same path, you know, as we're talking and sharing, it would have been something to just, you know, now, how do I honor this person yeah. and bless them in their journey? Because maybe they're yeah. not ready for some of this stuff. Exactly. And just to, the audience, just to be aware that when you're sharing with people, don't try to get them to where you're at. Just yeah. share with them. And if they're not there, just bless them and, and try to, you know, ask Father how you can, you know, be a blessing to them and not try That's to so tweak them and make them, you know, force them into your position and where you're at. Don't need to do that. Just bless them. So, so Michelle, I have a question. When when you were going through this time and you totally like put everything aside and you were just staying away from it, were did you have access or how did you have access or when did it come that you could step back in? And and I'm thinking specifically of like the courts of heaven experience, because there was so much that you had come into agreement with that you needed to break off those covenants and then also for the the i'm just going to use this word but damage that you had caused other people because of your that must have been devastating i know that that was one of the things that really bothered me i'm like how many people did i drag down so how did that stepping like after you said okay no i don't want to have anything to do with it how did you start integrating that back again the 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 righteous real yeah spiritual stuff yeah it was definitely a long journey um a process it didn't happen overnight i mean for the first few years like i said it was just deliverance ministry deliverance and inner healing ministry for years and I didn't have 
that you were working through with yourself or that you yes. were helping other people? Oh, okay. No, 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 sorry. That I was going through. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And during that, during that time, I was in a church that didn't have, I didn't hear about the prophetic. I mean, that's my, who I am. But they yeah. had a strong deliverance and inner healing ministry, which is exactly what I needed at the time. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and so I had an assumption that it was all evil. You know, and so that was what it looked like for me for several years. When I did have a vision, um, as I said, I was devastated. Lord, deliver me from this. Well, he, um, I started coming into contact with books on prophetic intercession, and he taught me. He began to reveal to me, and it was a slow process of um, reawakening. And uh, to be honest, I didn't have a lot of outside um help with that at the time i mean this was the 90s or no it would have been 2000 when yeah. when this was really going on and um i i really just stumbled a lot that's a lot about what my book's about too is just a lot of the things that i went through of learning um how to walk in these things and then um and then when I went to Kansas City, after I prayed that prayer, because I read in Matthew 7, it was another turning point for me in being integrated, I guess you would say, and um, stepping more into who I am in the gifts and what God had called me to. And um, just a lot of learning from him. I mean, it's years and years, it's still going on, you know, but sure. it wasn't an overnight, uh, thing it was a lot of hitting my head a lot of falling a lot of bruises and you know yeah um, yeah but I think that journey was again intentional for me because I'm a teacher yeah. and now I'm helping a lot of people on their journey yeah. and so I that's good he was intentional yeah. with me that way so we only have uh, about 10 minutes or so left um Michelle, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what you have coming up well tell us a little bit about your book and where they can get it and then I yeah. encourage you to, to when we when we um, go live with this, that you um, can jump on and, and in the notes and in the comments and in the chats, just put put your links there, put any and all links that you have in there so that, uh, or, or actually send them to us and we'll try to get them in there as well. But um, so people can find you. But uh, tell us a little bit about what's coming up and, and a little bit more about your book and where they can get it. Yeah, so again, here's a book. Okay. Psychic the Prophet. Um, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, it's, uh, Michelle Seidler. And um, we have amazing testimonies on there from people who have read the book. It's just been a real blessing for people. But right now, um, I've got actually a lot going on in Ukraine, I'm making a lot of trips, a lot of conferences, a lot of events, um, working with a lot of leaders there in Ukraine. If you have any, uh, Russian Ukrainian watchers. <laughs> we do, we do. So okay, yeah, awesome. get it out there. <laughs> okay, so at the end of January, I'm doing a prophetic school in Kiev, and wow. um, yeah, and then um, a leadership meeting as well at the end of January. It's all on my website. Um, all the events are on my website. And what's your website? MichelleSeidler.com. Okay. Uh, or you can go Ancient Paths. Com. Oh, you got that uh, URL. That's good. Uh-huh. I've had it for a long time. That a is a good time. one. Yeah. Um, 
15 years, I think, 15 years ago. Wow. Um, wow. Then, yeah. <laughs> I've got um, uh, a prophetic school coming up in Iowa. Where at? In March. And then in Indiana at the end of March. Okay. Where and at in then, Iowa? Uh, Legrand. Legrand. I don't know that. Okay. Yeah. I just... We go back to the area, Kilcook, Iowa, is where I'm from. So this is actually a friend's church. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a new experience for me, but uh, Quakers. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, yeah, very yeah. interesting. Wow, yes. awesome. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Love it. And then um, in Seymour, Indiana, in March, the end of March. And then in April, I'll be back to Peru, Indiana. Um, in Or in April, I'm back in Ukraine, sorry. And then in May, I'm back in Peru, Indiana. But it's all on my website. I hope I'm giving the right dates. Sorry, I wasn't prepared for all that. No but, worries, um, no worries. We'll you'll get it in the notes. We also have um, a prophetic school which um, you can get information on the website as well. We have an internship. And really this school is for everyone. It's for um, those who just want to grow in hearing the Lord more, to those who are gifted. And we have an internship for those who feel like they're called into prophetic ministry. And I've, you know, again, been doing this for 15 years. So there's a lot of content. Um, that we go through and and the way I teach things is very encounter based yeah um, how old is your book when did your book come out my book just came out in April oh really okay oh, congratulations I, I think that's thing. when Ron must have uh, uh, tried to get us connected was back in April yeah yeah awesome well yeah. congratulations yeah yeah it's oh. being translated into Russian now so that's exciting yeah wow nice. wow wow yeah very good, very good. Well, any any last words for our public before we go to our uh, members only section? Because that, let's see, it's a little, um, looking at the time. We got about five more minutes. Anything else you want to want to share before we head out? Um, you know, I would just say for whoever's listening, um, there's so much more. There's yeah. so much more in him through him mm -hmm. and no matter where you're at um you know do whatever you have to do to push in with him into intimacy as you said you know with him to be awakened even more into who you are and i encourage you to you know i i feel like everybody's looking for who they are and what they should do and um who am i what am i called to what do i do you know, is one of the primary questions I feel like so many people have. And um, I don't feel like we have to answer that question. I feel like he answers that question. And as we seek him and we, he becomes our reward, he becomes our goal. I love what David said, this one thing I desire and that will I seek to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire yes. in his temple. And I think when he becomes the one thing, he answers every question we have. And we're awakened more into who we are versus trying to figure something out, trying to get questions answered. That awakening happens 
in such a beautiful natural process as we just seek him. Yeah. And so that's what I would say and encourage people with. Make him the goal, make him the reward, make him the question and the answer and yeah. everything else will like a beautiful flower unfold. So good, so good. I um I, I just want to share too with the audience that if you're one that is maybe feeling like you're in a wilderness or a desert area in your journey, that just honor that just yeah. honor it because um you know we get so used to engaging with yahweh yeshua holy spirit uh in 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 a rut in a way that we've always done it that sometimes you know he comes along and he, and he just says okay i want i want you to encounter me in a new way yeah. and we're not always ready to make that shift and oftentimes it feels like the rug's been yanked out from underneath the, the, or we're going into that wilderness place that 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 dark night of the soul so to speak but just to just to honor it you know you don't want to sit in it but you want to be continually engaging with father yeshua holy spirit and asking what's next and just get excited get excited because there's something coming there is something coming that's yeah. next that he's going to give you a new way to engage with him. And just yeah. be looking for that. Don't get yeah. discouraged. Just be looking for what he's got next. Amen. All right. Well, blessings to all of you. Thank you to all of our supporters and our members. Um, we'll be uh, going over to the, the member section only next. If you want to become a member, you can go to kingdomtalksmedia.com and go to the members button and click on that and um, sign up there to become a member and help, help support the ministry that we're doing here. Um, we bless you all. We thank you. Keep going to our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. Uh, check it out. It's going to be growing. We're going to be developing some communities on there. We want you to be looking for those. They'll be coming soon. Our courses will be showing up there, and uh, the ultimate impact. Uh, Berlin's going to have spirit-centered business on there, and I can tell she's chomping at the bit, waiting to say something. So go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> well, you're doing a great job. <laughs> yeah, so there's a, there's wanna... a lot going on there. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, you said it all. You're good. All right. Yeah, a lot going on there and a lot more to come. So uh, just blessings to all of you. We thank yeah. you. And Michelle, thank you for being on here with us. Thank you for having yeah, me. Thank you again, Michelle. It was nice to meet you. And we yeah, will... thank you. All right. We'll catch you all next time. Blessings. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.